Welcome to the Maniverse Podcast with your host, Tom Traplin, session number one. Hi, everybody. Today on the Maniverse Podcast, we talk with the owner of Worlds Away, his name is Brad Ashton Haste, and he's from London, Ontario. We talk about going from advanced to advanced plus in the Wizards organization program, how to find your niche in an already niche industry such as the magic community, as well as going through some stories about some dirty, dirty cheaters and thieves. With that in mind, I'd like to introduce you to Brad Ashton Haste. I'm, so, I'm all set. Okay. Uh, do you mind introducing yourself a little bit? Uh, yeah, my name is... Uh... Ashton Haste. I own Worlds Away. I've been operating at uh, 666 Dundas, uh, Dundas Street in, in London since 1998, but, but I've actually been in the city of London uh, since 1992, first at, or, or at starting at the Gibraltar uh, uh, flea market. Interesting. And uh, what about yourself? Like before you got into the business, what were you doing? Well, I'm actually a uh, uh, my past life, I'm a writer, editor. I was a news writer, sports writer, um, page designer, editor, and the economy just claimed my job. So mm. I just started selling parts of my own collection at a flea market in Woodstock. And the first day, I had sales of, I think, $144, and I was absolutely gobsmacked. And I thought, well, this is interesting. And it's just grown from there. Very cool. That's a good start, I guess. Yeah. Is that something you'd recommend? On a side note, getting started at a flea market, or is that uh, has uh, that time passed? I don't know the situation now. Um, I, I suppose it would depend on the flea market, um, the, the city and the flea market. What what else is available? This happened to be Woodstock, and at the time there was there was a a small little comic shop, and then one store. Uh, that sold collectibles, but wasn't all that great. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I basically started mostly selling uh, music, uh, cassettes and tapes, mm-hmm. uh, cassettes and tapes, same thing, uh, tapes and uh, CDs. Yeah. And, uh, so, so what would happen is some people or people knew I was there and it's, would you take these two tapes for this one tape? Yes. Would you take these two CDs for this one CD? And all of a sudden, it just grows and grows and grows and grows and grows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just kind of, kind of takes off from there, right? Yes, exactly. It's a good business model. Two for one every time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's, that's funny. Yeah. I'm curious. How did you come up with the name Worlds Away? When I wanted to do some uh, a little bit of advertising and, 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 and get some signage, I think it took me 30 seconds, and the two, the two names I came up with, uh, the first one was Dream Museum, and the other one was uh, Worlds Away. So I asked my wife, and she said, well, no one buys things at museums. Go with mm-hmm. the other one. So, uh, so I went with Worlds Away. So it took like 30 seconds. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's fair. How important do you think the name is to your business? Just kind of a way people know you, or is it uh, yeah, something like- more? Like I hear people talk, and and it's I don't know. It's it's where you go, or, or or people are answering their phones. Where are you? I'm at Worlds. Mm. Uh, it's it's just it's just easy to say. Um, 
that wasn't the intention. I, I just, I just thought it sounded cool. Yeah, no, I get it. Having a nice shorthand for your business name helps. Yeah, it does. It does. So, how long has the store been open? Uh, at six 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 Dundas, I actually opened July first, nineteen ninety eight. So, a very long time. Yes. Fantastic. So, uh, have you ever had any failures or setbacks since? Well, I'm sure you have since you've been open for so long. But uh, yeah, well, probably the biggest setback was um, Magic's always been in my blood. I've been playing since Alpha, mm. and uh, so I quickly set up an account with uh, Wizards of the Coast, and at that time they were the only distributor of Pokemon in North America. I, I believe. Okay. So, so I was able to get as many boxes as I wanted. It was incredibly, incredibly hot. So I had. Oh, I remember. So I had friends who had stores. They they they'd be driving in from Guelph and Kitchener and Sarnia, and to buy boxes. And and I just said, you know, just give me ten percent above my cost and pay for the, uh, you know, of course the taxes and the of the shippings mm-hmm. and everything was fantastic. Then all of a sudden, Base Two came out. Where they kind of like chronicles for magic, mm-hmm. it went white border and no one wanted it. And I had cases and cases and cases sitting in the back rotting. So I had you know uh, through, through wizards uh, the car uh, the payment immediately goes on your credit card. So I had this massive credit card bill mm-hmm. that I just had to chip away and chip away and basically selling the stuff below cost just to get rid of it. That that was my first major setback and it was. It was a tough one. Was that early on in the business life? Yeah, yeah, it was. So, so that didn't help because I because I still had to pay my um, at, at the time my diamond bill and my capital comic bill mm-hmm. and and pay other bills. Fun times, just what you want all at once, right? So exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, moral of the story. I guess there is no real good moral. Hopefully, they don't do a Chronicles again. Basically, yeah. Well, they've they, they've come close to doing stupid stuff, like Cold Snap, the Lost Ice Age set, which was just bullshit. But yeah, that was just, it was, it, it was, yeah, it was, it, it, it was just a selling point. But uh, but they really learned their lessons from Chronicles. I, I lost so many customers because of Chronicles. What was it exactly of, about it that turned customers off, other than the fact that it was reprints of old cards? Because that on its own doesn't really yeah. turn them off, right? Well, like that's, I, something that's, yeah. that's something that's driving the sale of cons right now, the reprints of the Fetchlands and things like that. Yeah. Well, but, but at that time, Legends was out. So people spent all this money on very expensive uh, multicolored legendary creatures and things like Chromium... Hmm. those cards were expensive value-wise not today but at the time and and to assemble this set and reprinting some stuff from um uh the dark and arabian nights and they were just pissed off that now i could go out and buy let's say a a blood moon Mm -hmm. i could spend at the time it was worth about a quarter as opposed to buying the one from the dark which is worth several dollars. And that just, that just annoyed people. And I said, that's it. I've had it with magic. Hmm. Some, some, some people came back. Some never did. Interesting. Cause yeah. it doesn't seem to happen. Well, not as much 
at this point in time, right? No one really got turned off by modern masters. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, I see people try to sell boxes for enormous amounts of money online, mm-hmm. and if you don't get one of those, well, if you don't get two or three of those five or six cards, it's 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 an absolute waste of your money. Well, isn't uh, opening sealed product for the average player a waste of their money? Like well, if it's just a collect, right? If it's not a sealed or a draft or something like that, and you're doing something with the booster packs, it's kind of a yeah a losing gamble most of the time. Yeah, but if you look for modern masters, uh, save for those five, six uh, rares, a lot of the other rares at the very beginning were selling for a lot of money, mm-hmm. and it was worth your while. Now, now they're sewered pretty much. Hmm. No one seems to be too upset about that, though. Modern Masters is still seen as this high-value set that everyone kind of wants to get their hands on. Yeah, I suppose it also harkens back to um, many, many moons ago when Magic decided to reprint uh, the beginning of uh, of their card game in the uh, in in those box sets, those sealed box sets where the corners were square, but it had a Magic back. Mm-hmm. And that's when a lot of people started to split cards, cut the corners, re-glue them. Oh, and, and oh, by the way, here's my black border box. Mm-hmm. Here's, yeah. And but those those cards, even the square borders, sell 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 for for, for, for a very good dollar. And the seal product of those sells for a very, very good dollar. And I just don't understand why. Nah. I guess maybe just the collectability, right? There's just that not that many, so Scarcity creates value. Yeah. At, at the time, people used them as proxies. Now you can print off proxies so easy. They yeah. just slip them into a sleeve. Yeah. Without spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars on this collector's edition. <laughs> well, Magic players are an odd bunch, right? They spend, well, some people spend a ton of money getting the shiny version of their cards. Yep. And an entire deck that could cost them ten times what it would normally if they just wanted to get the regular version. But... Yeah. To them, it's worthwhile, right? Yeah. yeah. How about something exciting? Tell me about a big win that you've had with your store. What's the like, most proud moment you've had? Well, both of them have, have uh, happened uh, this year. Hmm. I got a, uh, a an email from uh, Wizards of the Coast saying that uh, I now qualify to upgrade my status from advanced to advanced plus. Very so cool. I immediately, so I immediately call them and, and, and find out what's this all about and I had to sign an agreement with them and I had to email a photo of the agreement because they did because they don't want paper copies of anything <laughs> and so that means that I get uh, more buy a box promos more from the vaults um, hopefully coming up they're reprinting the uh, first four dual decks hopefully I'll get a few more extras of those so I can so I can pass them along to uh, more of the product that uh, my core customers have, I, I can pass them to them. And, uh, and then I, and I just found out about, oh gosh, a month ago, uh, six weeks ago that I qualified to run the preliminary pro tour qualifiers. Cool. So I just sanctioned my first one for uh, January. So yeah, it's, 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 it's been, it's been quite cool. So business is going well then for magic on yeah. the magic front. Yeah. Yeah, it is. How difficult was it to get to advanced and then advanced plus? Like, what did you have to do to build that up? 
Well, I suppose looking back on it, it took a long time. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember these numbers, but you have to have a core group of players of 250 at minimum uh, that have played at your store for the la- over the last 12 months. Mm. I'm at something like 420. You have to have run... 125 tournaments. I'm. I. I generally run three to four hundred a year, uh, but 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 the toughest one is you have to sign up 50 new people uh, with a DCI number um, each 12 months period, and hmm. that's pretty tough. Yeah, that's I'd imagine that would one. be difficult. Yeah, that's the hardest one. But so far so good, and 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 you have to have a tournament with a minimum number of uh, 50 players. But but which the, is not sign- too difficult. Yeah, yeah, because of because of pre-releases, and now with my mm-hmm. preliminary PTQs, and and I now run uh, Star City Games Invitational qualifiers. Uh, I uh, by the, by by the end of this month, all of or or the end of November, I'll, I'll run my sixth one of the year. Mm-hmm. So uh, because of that, but it's but but it's signing up fifty people. Man, that's tough. Yeah, I think that would probably be the hardest metric to meet. Yes, because it tends to saturate, right? Like there's only so many Magic players in each local community and the growth is not super huge. Yeah. Uh, in, 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 in London, there's, uh, 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 businesses running tournaments, stores running tournaments. Mm-hmm. There's one, two, three, four, there's five. And for a city of 360,000, that's a lot. That is a lot. Yeah. So are you doing anything special to recruit new people? Are you trying to push it or are you just, letting it happen naturally and it's just working out for you? I think it's just word of mouth. Uh, one thing I do that, that I've always done is if I get a massive collection in, I tend, well, I, 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 unless it's a really insane card, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't sell it online. I only sell it at the shop because I want to keep it local. Uh, when I sell cards, I sell for... 15 to 20% under the uh, near mint price from star city. Mm. So, so people know that, you know, if you're looking for a key card, come the world's away cause it'll be cheaper there. Um, and I just, I just try weekly on a weekly basis. I just try to give back to the community because they've given me a business. They've given me mm. a livelihood. So I just try to be a nice guy run. Uh, um, I've run tournaments where I, I've asked guys, what do you want the entry fee to be? If if uh, if it's a, a standard tournament and I, I charge X dollars for entry, mm-hmm. I always put it directly into the um, the price pool for credit. If you guys want to spend an extra five bucks, that'll the price uh, pool goes up five bucks per person. And I, I I just I just talk to my players a lot. So just it's just word of mouth. You mentioned your online sales. Was yeah. that always part of your strategy? No, no. Um, when it came to, uh, uh, because I'm a hobby store and I sell comics and movies and action figures and other toys and model kits and t-shirts, um, if I get something very, very unique and I've got a friend who, who just pops it up online, uh, and then I just, uh, um, uh, give him a cut and I don't have to worry about de- uh, de- dealing with the other person. Uh, who, who's purchasing it? I don't. I don't have to deal with with uh, um, uh, mailing it out, and he's happy. He he gets uh, um, uh, some money, which sometimes he spends at the store, sometimes he doesn't. So 
basically it, it cuts down on my time because I, 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 I still work almost 60 hours a week, mm. week in and week out. So, yeah, so only really something really, really special. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So uh, labor of love, right? Yeah. Uh, it's interesting because that's uh, it's as if you have some sort of an employee who's willing to help you out while at the same time not really. Uh, yeah, it's um, I, uh, I I basically have volunteers so I can have mm-hmm. the the odd day off, and uh, um, I, I mean yes, they can have whatever junk food they want and at the store, and and I I just pay them in credit, um, so it makes them getting their stuff much cheaper at the store. Uh, I just don't have the money to um, hire someone uh, uh, part-time. Yeah, on a volunteer basis is a win-win for both. Yeah. So, Yeah. Okay. So uh, tell me what your typical day looks like. If it's an average weekday and you have to go and open the store, what is it? Well, because my uh, store uh, has hardwood floors and there's no carpeting, there's no static electricity, mm-hmm. which means – the dust goes everywhere. So every, every day I, 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 I try to get the, the annoying stuff finished at the beginning. I, I, I have to clean a, a, a part of the store um, every, every morning just so it doesn't overwhelm me. Mm-hmm. And, and then I can get – and then I can – I always – well, actually, the first thing I always do is, is uh, um, open up the laptop to, uh, to answer any emails um, – uh, questions, comments, and I get that out of the road, and then I can do the cleaning, and it's it's uh, and, and then it gets to the work of. Uh, uh, I always have comics to bag and board all the time because I I, I I have collections in the in the back that I'm processing, mm-hmm. as well comic collections and magic collections, and uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, people walk in and they see oh man you're sitting around all this cool stuff and. You know, movies on in the background. They think this is really cool, but now nah, you know once you clean two, three hours every day, and and I have tournaments five days a week, so uh, uh, the toilet bowl's got to get cleaned because they're all guys and they all stand, and there's always <laughs> there's always the puddles, and uh, and cleaning is critical, and cleaning is critical, uh, making sure the garbage goes out twice a week. It's it's uh, but what's nice is. Uh, I don't have to have a shirt and tie on. I it's 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 my baby. Um, it's it's it, it's grown over over the years, and it's uh, it's uh, at sometimes it's a pain in the butt, mm-hmm. uh, but more than not, it's 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 fun to be there. And I suppose the biggest challenge is trying to predict what your customers are going to want. This is this isn't magic. It's I'm going through my catalog. Are people going to want this comic? Mm. And you 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 order it, you get it. People don't buy it. You can't send it back. You're stuck with it. So you hope someone sells it or or, or buys it. More than not, you put it out for a buck and get a little bit of your money back. But uh, that's probably the biggest the biggest challenge is trying to predict what people want. Mm. That's tough. Yeah, yep. <laughs> it's hard to tell the future, right? Yeah. So what? Uh... You said that uh, comics are kind of like hit and miss sometimes. Yep. Depending on whether or not people want them. What's yep. the, if you could estimate, the proportion of like your products that don't sell, that you take a chance on that turn out to not work out and you have to kind of just clear out 
Well, that's a good question. I suppose if you lump every all the products together, uh, the non-magic products, mm-hmm. I'd have to say maybe a, a fifth to a quarter. Just like like you think this this looks awesome and people are going to want it and it's why aren't people buying it? Yeah, it just doesn't turn and, out right. And, and then there are things that I look at. Dreamblade. Yeah, uh, like like I just don't understand the appeal of the pop vinyl figures. They essentially all look the same with different things stuck to them. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of like Mr. Potato Head. They're all the same with different things stuck to them. But man, people love the pop figures. And finally, uh, I finally got on board and say, okay, fine, I'll I'll start carrying more. And yeah. Sometimes you just can't fight it, right? I know. They're just like, yeah, I don't understand it, but you want it? Okay, I'll stock it. Also, uh, one thing you mentioned before, there are five other stores in London? Yeah. So what's the uh, competition scene like? Not as uh, <clears throat> tournament-wise, I mean, just between businesses. I'm sorry, Thomas. Did you say tournament-wise or, or, or just business? I mean, uh, not as in tournaments. I mean, like, uh, yeah. how do you deal with the other business owners? Is it friendly or is it uh, not so much? Well, I, I uh, uh, since uh, since the store has been open for quite a while, quite a while in London, uh, tw- twenty four years. Um, I, I I know most of the people uh, well, and just a, just a uh, um, an acquaintance. Um, each one has its own little niche. Um, for example, uh, one 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 really specializes in, in statues, and people know you want a statue. You, you go to, the, to this one shop, and, he, and 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 he'll 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 probably have it. Uh, uh, another one is uh, if you're looking for uh, a specific Warhammer pro- uh, pro- product, um, you, you know to go to this one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably and and me. I've been noted for having um, the best selection in singles for 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 Magic, and for the biggest um, uh, backstock in comics. Yeah, I mean, yes, I've got the odd statue. Um, I used to uh, carry more a- anime, but an anime shop opened up, and I thought, okay, fine. You, you're just going to sell anime. This would be absolutely stupid for me to continue carrying it. So so I stopped doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, you adjust. Um, but each one has its own unique. Uh, one does more sports cards than another, and and you, and you just adapt. Try not to step on each other's toes, kind of thing, right? Yeah, j- just like uh, Will Wheaton says, "Don't be a dick." It's <laughs> good and, advice. And that's true. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of being a dick, <laughs> I don't know if you've uh, been following the whole cheating scandal that's going yeah. on recently. Yeah, yeah. I just watched that uh, slow motion video of, uh, well, that cheating scandal, and then the, the, the this one that's crapped up with uh, Jared Betcher and shuffling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just watched that slow mo video, and it's and it's, and when you watch it in slow mo, it's like, oh my god, he is so cheating. <laughs> but when you watch it on normal speed, you just don't pick it up. It's just smooth and it, it, it's 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 smooth. very subtle, right? It's very subtle. So so the judges, uh, uh, the opponent, and the judges, I can easily see them not not seeing it. But now, cats out of the bag. It's it's like, uh, did you see the video? I guess it got to be more than a year ago of Melissa Del Toro playing an extra land. That was all over the place. Really? No, I didn't see that one. Yeah, they would slow down. And go, okay, she, okay. Here's the one land. She does this. She does this. She does this. 
There's mm. the second land. Yeah, it's um, it's the same thing. Um, and that's an interesting gray area too, right? Because you could conceivably, oh, I forgot I played a land this turn. It's a complicated yeah. turn. There's a lot of stuff going on. That could but happen. Everybody at the feature map table missed it too. Because uh, nobody would assume, hey, you're a trusted pro. You exactly. wouldn't cheat. You wouldn't make a mistake. You're, you yeah. know how to play this game. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, actual cheating, like the deliberate, yeah. like the shuffling, that's not like a – that's not a mistake. I yeah. didn't – oh, I accidentally saw the top card. Oh, I saw the top card again. Oh, I'm, I'm just yeah. – just yeah. the way I shuffle, right? Yeah. So with all this uh, cheating kind of coming to the forefront now, have you ever had to deal with that in your store? Yeah, I, as soon as there's I, money on the line, right? People will do yeah, a lot of things for it. I have had. Um, I suppose the um, people know from me that I don't uh, tolerate cheating, and I don't tolerate theft. Do you remember this one time? This guy came up from downstairs where my uh, tables are and mm-hmm. said, "Brad, someone stole me. Uh, 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 stole these cards off me." I marched right downstairs, and in very colorful language. I said, if I find out, give them back to Greg. And if you don't, if I find out, you will have hell to pay. And it's going to be, may or may not involve physical uh, interplay, but we shall see. Next day, he calls me up laughing. Uh, The guy, the person who put them in an envelope, left them in his mailbox. Nice. So obviously, I scared the hell out of that person. There have been times where... People have cheated, and I've had to just do the, the regular talk, 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 talk to different people, and I've had to make a judgment. Uh, but I suppose the the, 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 the toughest one that, that actually sort of bit me in the ass a bit mm-hmm. is it was a pre-release, and I have midnight pre-releases, and my last one is at 10 a.m. Everything has been fine for years and years and years and years, and these two people were accused of taking some cards from the midnight pool and adding them to their mm. 10 o'clock pool. And uh, I talked to them. I talked to them, I talked to other people. No, no, no. Uh, I saw a picture of a stack of cards on the kitchen table saying, see, Brad, we left the cards on the kitchen table because I crashed at his house. So, so, I, so, I, so I make a ruling. Then I find out one of the two people, because when you do something and you get away with it, down the road you start to brag. Mm-hmm. And this person started to brag that I got away with this. So, wool over your eyes. Yeah. So these were two people that I called friends. Hmm. And I one is out of town right now. Uh, the person who was doing the talking, I confronted him and I said, were you saying this? Oh, yeah, but, but, but I didn't cheat. I was just boasting. So I said, okay, at the very least, you were boasting around town to other players that you cheated at a store, at my store, which brings my store into question, mm-hmm. that might even be worse than cheating. And I haven't seen him to date since then. Um, uh, the other person I just had to send a uh, Facebook message to, and I said, man, I thought we were friends, and why would you do this to me? And I haven't heard anything from him whatsoever. We're still friends on Facebook. He, did, he didn't defriend me, but that 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 hurt me the most. Is two people I thought were friends screwed me. Yeah, you think you can trust some people, and then it turns out that they're not. Yeah. yeah, not worth it. And but everybody knows in the community now that they did it, and they pulled the wool over everyone's eyes, and they drew me into the situation. So 
and it was my other players that essentially have done that. But yeah, that that thing is uh, that was the worst one. Frustrating, right? Yeah, it is. And it's it's a card game for God's sakes. None of you people are going to be on the pro tour. I mean, you know, even though I've had about a half a dozen of my players make it to the pro tour, but geez, it's a card game, and you're going to what is this for an extra two packs? Really? Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting, right? Because yeah. there's not a lot of money or a lot of value on the line. No, but yeah, there is more than nothing. Yeah, like it's it seems rather unlikely that they would have a casual game and then also you know randomly draw a few extra cards just because they really wanted to win. There's one guy at the store. He would he would cheat in casual games because he wanted to win. <laughs> I'll tell you the I'll, I'll tell you the funny story that players downstairs caught this guy cheating. Came and told me, and they're all laughing. Mm-hmm. He drew a card from under his ass. <laughs> he okay. actually. He actually planted one of his cards under his ass. So he went to scratch his ass, lift up his cheek, and two guys saw him draw a card from under his butt. And they stood up and go, you just drew a card from under your ass. Slick move. Next game, he's shuffling up. Card drops on the floor intentionally, Mm -hmm. puts his foot over top of it, starts playing, accidentally drops a card, picks up two cards. Same two guys win. You just drew two cards from the floor. And one of them has been there since the start of the game. Good thing somebody seriously. was watching. Seriously, yeah. So that was the funniest one. And yeah, he doesn't. He actually quit magic. I would. I would hope so. Yeah. You'd think after being kind of hated out of a community for basically abusing everyone's trust, well, that you're well, all there to have fun and you're all there to be, yeah. you know, have the integrity of not cheating. Yeah. You know, you would at least bow out. Yeah, he continue he he continued to to play for a short time, but everybody added the nickname Cheaty yeah. to his last name, and so that's how he's not playing Magic. It wasn't Burton Cheaty, was it? Pardon me. You said it wasn't uh, Alex Burton Cheaty, was it? Nope. No, different Cheaty. No. Nope. I think it's kind of funny that he got banned again. Yes, it yes it is. Caught twice. But banned for three years this time, I think. Yeah, the other guy got four years. And uh, did you read uh, the guy that got banned four years? Did you see his uh, tweet? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Really? He he brings up what? Murder and rape, was it? Yeah. Good Lord. Really? You don't deserve to be playing Magic. He's just a terrible person. He's just upset that people caught him. Yeah, that's the real thing. I think it's just he was very uh, angry that he was caught in the act and got punished for it. Well, to compare yourself to mur- like, oh, I'm not murdering anybody. No, you weren't murdering anyone. That's fair. Yeah. You were defrauding multiple people, yeah. essentially, out of like a fairly large sum of cash by I love cheating all the way did. to the top, right? I love what they did. They gave away the $3,300 to charity that, that those two guys would have done. I, I read that as I was closing the story yesterday, mm-hmm. and it listed all the charities, and I thought that was fabulous. That's probably their best bet. Yeah, like there's no way to really repay the opponents who are potentially cheated, right? Because yeah. there's no yeah. way to determine where they would have fallen had everything gone properly. Yeah, but uh, I, I, that was fabulous. Just just give them the charities. Fantastic. Yeah, definitely don't give it to those guys. Yeah. So if somebody wanted to open their own store. Yeah. And uh, they came to you asking for advice. What would you tell them? 
Well, um, I would, uh, the biggest thing is, is, is find an area where, where there's l- less competition. Like if you can find a city that doesn't have a store that sells gaming comics, you'll, 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 you'll do very, very well. Um, that's the biggest thing is, is to try and find the right location. And there are actually a few cities in southwestern Ontario where they're very underrepresented in, uh, represented in, in that light. And one of them is Guelph. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guelph can easily have at least two more stores. Um, hmm. It's uh, no... Oh, man... Um, Visit. Uh, there's one. There's one. There's one of my customers was was actually in asking me the same thing. Uh, he he's thinking about op- opening up a gaming store. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember what city it was, but it's uh, it's like um, uh, fifteen thousand, which 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 is a good size. Okay. Um, and he he just asked me what sells, what doesn't sell, um, and then I would ask him. Do you want to go the the full bore with action figures and such? Uh, and he said no because there's a, a department store in town that, that that sells action figures. I said, well, well, then just go for gaming. Find a find a place where the rent is very reasonable because you're going to be a destination. You're not going to be uh, walk in traffic, and people will start to know who you are. Um, and then just do online advertising. Um, I dropped my uh, Yellow Pages ad years ago because it, it, it's an absolute waste of money. No one uses the phone book yeah, at especially all. Especially at this point in time. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so like, um, pick, 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 pick the right city. Um, really be, really know your product and just try to minimize your overhead costs at the beginning. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I suppose that's the biggest thing is, 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 well, location, location, location. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So basically four things yeah. go to the frontier yeah. try and get to the place where, you know, be a pioneer a little bit and yep. carve out a niche somewhere. Yep. Be yep. lean. Yeah. Online presence. Yeah. I, I mean, because of, because of social media, you, you can get your, um, well, like, like for example, for for me, uh, I just announced my first uh, preliminary uh, PTQ. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy for me to post the information on the uh, MTG Ontario, on the Southwestern Ontario uh, Magic Board, uh, my own Facebook, London Magic. Uh, there's one in Windsor. But then, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, my friend Rick Miles, who uh, who does the store generally on, on Saturdays. Um, He's also a level one judge, which is great to have a level one judge in house. Mm-hmm. Um, is uh, I've lost my train of thought. Um, Posting online, yeah. Uh, but he also has contacts in the judge community. Uh, these group, like groups of players in, uh, in 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 Orangeville, in Newmarket, in in Brampton, in uh, uh, Sarnia. Um, uh, through uh, uh, through Trent has who has a shop in in Sarnia, mm-hmm. uh, so it's really easy to get the word out just through social media, and you you quickly become a destination place, and it's free. Yeah, it's wonderful, 
And you can easily so tap into that. So um, build a network. Yeah. Um, for my comics, for $5 a month uh, through Diamond Comics, it's I'm on the comic book locator uh, list. So if uh, you're looking for comics, all you do is go to uh, Diamond Comics, go to the list, punch in a city, there's all the comic shops. And that's $5 a month. Yeah, good stuff. It's fabulous. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so you mentioned the locator. What uh, What are some other tools that you use during your business that you wouldn't be able to live without? Well, uh, because I've been buying off Wizards of the Coast since the 90s, um, uh, you you can go on there and uh, just punch in London, Ontario, and you can see the stores that run tournaments, mm-hmm. and you just punch into that store, and you can see the tur- or the, uh, the, 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 the specific tournaments they're coming out for the coming weeks. I mean that is fabulous. Just I, I mean I mean that's just for for, for uh, magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I honestly don't do much advertising anymore, uh, just because of social media, because of comic book locator, and for the uh, Wizards uh, tournament locator, I, I, I store and tournament locator service. Yeah. So those are the main uh, resources. Yeah, you don't have to spend a lot. If you've been in business for a while, hmm. if not, what you if might, you haven't? Yeah, yeah. At the beginning, you might have to take some ads out, but just just hand out flyers. Um, yeah, this is a kind of a new one. What's the most important activity in your business? Like, what's the one thing that you spend the most time on? That's right. that you think right. is the most important. Pricing singles. It's my, selling magic singles has been my number one seller for a very long time, and I spend. Probably an inordinate amount of time just pricing singles, putting putting them in the panty sleeves and putting them in the binders. Like um, I've got fifty five rare binders, and each set comes out, another binder is added to the fray, and I can find new places where just to put the freaking binders. Um, yeah, it's 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 I, I I spend so many so much time, and especially if I get a monstrous collection in, which I got in last week, it's just. Time-consuming, like, right? Like you pick uh, a, a modern staple card, and I had at least four of them. If it was a rare, I had like twenty of them. If they were commons and uncommons, wow. and then and, and then decide, you know, do I put all my Gataxian probes in my good binders, or do I put it in the set it's supposed to be in? Um, it, it, it's it's uh, it's just. And, and something and you're just sitting on your ass, and you go, God! I just look at these cards in front of me, going, "That's it. That's it for today." And just Pack them stacks in a box. and stacks to go. Stacks and stacks. That's that's it. I, I've had it. I I, I got to go outside and stand out. Stand outside and have a coffee. It's <laughs> yeah. It's 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 magic singles. Uh, just phenomenal amounts. Yeah, I guess they would just keep accumulating. Yep. So how important is it to have some sort of a a system, right? Because when you start out, you don't have that much product necessarily or you only have a certain number of cards a handful of binders perhaps yeah but you you know like it keeps growing and growing you have to work out a way of filing and presenting and putting them in your case and yeah um i suppose if someone was starting a store and they're just starting with magic is um is just pick pick all the uh, sets that are in standard uh just open a few boxes of each and put a binder for each set or each block if you choose to do that way Mm-hmm. And and then just as the blocks and sets come out, it just grows and grows and grows. People buy in, bring in cards and go, oh, uh, 
can I trade um, these modern cards that are out of print for these standard cards? Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, that's fabulous because yeah, um, you can really, that's a good deal. You like you can get open more boxes to replace those, and but you can't open boxes to replace those, and, and all of a sudden you start to you start to go back as you go forward with your sets. You start to go backward with your sets hmm. at the same time, and that's and and that's and it doesn't take long, believe me. Where we look, yeah, where you, where, where, where you look and go, holy crap! I've I, I've now have ten binders, twenty binders, thirty binders. Yeah, and it just keeps going from there. Yep. Cool. Have you ever had a terrible customer? Yeah. Like, can you tell me your worst customer story? Oh boy, worst customer story. I'm sure you've got a few. Yeah. Given how well, long it's been. Yeah. I I would obviously have to include the one with those two guys mm-hmm. cheating the magic. Um, someone. Oh yeah. There there was a there was one guy. And uh, he was a a, a, a a comic book subscriber, and you and and I don't I never ask for any deposits. I, I just ask if you cancel a title, please remember that I I I order it two months in advance. So if you cancel it, you re- realize you might get two more issues. Huh. And ninety eight percent of the time it's fine. But there was this one local guy. Uh, he was a friend. Uh, he would bring in uh, family members and we would talk and watch movies and everything was cool. Um, he had all this stuff and I would just send him a Facebook message or leave a message, uh, call him and leave a message on his uh, service. Mm-hmm. Not coming in, not coming in, not coming in, not coming in, not coming in. And it's like 500 bucks. And for the next two months, the stuff keeps adding up. So I went, okay, well, I just got screwed. So he would leave mm-hmm. a message uh, on uh, Facebook for a mutual friend. And then after it, I, I would say, well, I, I see you still exist. You still live in the area mm-hmm. be- because you've, you've uh, stolen from me. Uh, and essentially it is stealing because I've, I've purchased it. I, I can't sell it because it's very specialized product. Um, I have to cheap it out, which means. Mm, I do. Yeah. And uh, so you're actually taking food off my table. You're preventing me from paying my bills, a fraction of them, of, of course. Mm-hmm, yeah. And uh, and I and, and I and I went. You, I we 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 happen to meet briefly in the bank, and I, he said, "I'll pop right over. I'll talk to you. I'll straighten all this out." You didn't do that. Why are you a liar, a cheat, and a thief? And then what's cool is all the people that were on the thread now know that what he did. And they were all expressing, he did what to you? Mm-hmm. What? What? So each time I ever, ever see his name, I always say, so how are things going, cheat? Because hmm. I'm just, he, he lives in the area. I'm just trying to guilt him. Um, and then the next one was, and I don't know about this one. And this one quite, wasn't as bad. Uh, but, but this man used to come in with his two daughters. And his daughters were awesome. And we chat and I'd put on movies that they would love and, and they would spend a few hours on a Saturday and everything was just fabulous and he collected action figures so I, I call him up and I say you, you've got these five or six figs in nothing happens, nothing happens, nothing happens hmm. and no response whatsoever and then I finally sent him the, the, the very last message I sent and I didn't pester him that much like I, 
did that other per- the, 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 the other person is mm-hmm. it's, re- it's really a shame that you've done this to me because I will never ever see your daughters again and I thought they were so cool and we had a cool little relationship and shame on you and and that was it seems you seem to have had a lot of trouble with people pre-ordering yeah it, 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 like I said it's like 98 percent are fine they, they completely understand there's just a like over a span of 16 years at this location and, and, and 22 years in London, you're obviously going to get hit hit with one that really, really hurts every two, three years. And yeah, that's, 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 that's part of the business. That's part of the business. Okay. So let's transition from the shitty customers to okay. what's your best customer? Like, What's your favorite moment with a customer experience? Holy crap. It's uh, If you could pick. If I could pick. Well, there's a, a customer that I don't see too much. I, he, he stopped in because going to Western, getting a degree, having a life, uh, having, having a very, very good job. Um, I decided as a, uh, as a uh, thank you to my customers, one, one December for uh, Magic Singles, um, that if you bought X number of dollars, and I can't remember what it was, Something like if you bought a if you, if you buy a hundred dollars worth of singles, I'll give you twenty percent off. Mm-hmm. If you buy two hundred, it'll be this and this and this. And people keep were, were coming out of the woodwork, just just topping up their collections, completing decks, completing uh, uh, commander decks. And all of a sudden, uh, Chris comes in. Man, I think he bought nine hundred dollars worth of singles. Big spender. Yeah, and and he just rolled hundreds out. Is all he, because he's a collector, um, so he, he was buying all this all this high end stuff, uh, dual lands, Krakus, you know, play sets of wastelands. Just it just went on and on and on, mm-hmm. and it was like nine hundred dollars that I sold in like a minute. That's a good day, and, and that was like that was that was like holy shit. It's sometimes I sit at the back, like my 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 tills at the front, but I sit at the back of my table just so I can work work on the singles. And that's where all the binders are, so I can watch the binders. And sometimes you sit there and sit there and sit there, and you you look at the laptop and you go, "Holy crap! I've been here for four hours. No one's been in." And you go, "Oh crap! This is just gonna be a crap day." And mm-hmm. I got to go home, and you know, my, my wife Ellen's gonna say, "So how was a day? It was shitty, because etc. Cetera, etc." Cetera. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, and and this was sort of like yesterday. Guy comes in and goes, "Ah, uh, can I get a box of cons?" Okay. And two guys come in, and I could get a box of cons each. Okay. And another guy comes in and says, can I get a box of uh, M15? And it's like, holy shit. And then single, 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 singles. Some guys came in and uh, we had a little uh, seal tournament. And all of a sudden, at the the end of the day, it was a very good day, but it's only because of eight people. And it's sometimes it's just, you just shake your head. Hmm. It's the 80-20 rule. Yeah. 20% of your customers are giving you 80% of your money. Yep. So... Yeah, but sometimes it's like okay, it's six o'clock. I'm going home with a terrible day. Mm. That's, you know that still happens. I mean, that's that's life. Yeah, I mean, not every day is going to be a winner. Yeah, yeah. If you had to go back in time, like way back yeah. in time for you, twenty years ago, yeah, and you were going to do things differently, what would you do? Would anything change other than uh, obviously stocking every black lotus you could get your hands on? Yeah. Um. Uh, I could remember walking into, uh, 
I can remember walking into, um, there was a wholesaler uh, and it was owned by um, uh, Silver Snail. Uh, and they were, it was on Lakeshore Boulevard. It was called Andromeda. And they had a day for, uh, uh, for retailers. So I went down with, 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 with a few friends from, from, from Kitchener Waterloo. I walk in the front door and there were two skids of revised boxes hmm. and huge skids. So these, the boxes were stacked up. Like each skid was maybe like four, four, four or five feet. So four feet, four, four by four, five by five. Hmm. It was at, I'm, I'm six two. So it was at my eye level. And I can't remember how much the boxes are, but they were really, really, really cheap. And holy crap, I would take a loan out of ten grand and just buy it all. For sure. I, I, I mean, it's yeah. basically worth their weight in gold at this point. Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, you're gonna get like, like other than the lands, it's not not so hot. But my God, I mean, all you need is three lands per box, and you've three, four times your the value of your uh, box. And yeah, that's one thing I would do. Uh, the other thing I would do is uh, to get into a storefront quicker than I did. Hmm. Um, uh, prior to, so from 92 to 98, I was at Gibraltar trade center and it's only open Saturdays and Sundays, but because of my location, because people who I knew was actually open Fridays as well. Hmm. So if you've got a winter storm that shuts down, a quarter of your month in sales. Mm. But if you're open seven days a week, you get a storm for three days, you still got 27 or 28 days. Yeah, you're at a tenth instead of 25%. Yeah, so I would have gone into a storefront quicker. Because even if you factor in all the overhead of a storefront, because the overhead at a flea market is so much more, it's, it's, it's scary more for the same square footage. That's, I would have done that quicker. Okay, so make the leap and get out there. Yeah, like starting at a flea market and uh, the way the way I did for a little while is fantastic to get your name out in a loca- in a city or a town and then just make the leap. Cool. Yeah. So what's in store for Worlds Away in the near future? Well, um, I've got a... Uh, um, uh, a Grand Prix, a, a GPT uh, coming up this Sunday for New Jersey, uh, November 30th. On a Sunday, I've got my next uh, Star City Games Invitational Qualifier. Then on in December, I uh, one, one thing that I do is to give back to, to players is throughout the year at all my regular sanctioned tournaments, you earn points, three for a win, one for a draw. And the top 32-point getters over 12 months are entered into a free 32-person tournament. So you play five rounds, and the top eight go into a free draft. Uh, each one of the uh, top eight, I, 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 uh, my uh, friend Sh- Sh- Cheryl, she's an amazing stained glass artist. Uh, so I have these eight mugs uh, to give out to, to the top eight that say Magic the Gathering, Worlds Away, all the five symbols, uh, and each one to get those. And then in first place, we'll get this, uh, um, she, she, she's, a, she's a stained glass artist. Mm-hmm. And uh, she has this stained glass trophy that she made. And that goes to the, uh, the winner. So I, uh, th- this will be the second year I've done it. And then uh, in January, I've got my first preliminary uh, Pro Tour qualifier. So this is completely new territory for me. Uh, for a lot of people, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
so so that's it for the magic side. Comic wise, there's there's stuff every week. It's 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 uh it's uh and 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 plus trying to predict what uh, people are going to want for Christmas. That's that's tough. That's even harder than predicting the regular stuff throughout the year. So basically, it's just like new 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 magic grounds, new magic territories. Yeah, very exciting. Cool stuff. Okay, well, uh, thanks for coming on. It's been great. Uh, if you want to tell the listeners where they can find you online and in real life, that'd be great. Already, um, it's, it's worlds away, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, the website is worldsawaylondon.com, all lowercase, no punctuation. Uh, the Facebook page is just worlds away. It's an open group. There's about 310, 311 members. I just ask to be liked. And just make sure you're not a woman. Or, or, well, they tend to be women selling Ray-Ban sunglasses from uh, Abu Dhabi. I, I've made that mistake. Someone called me up once and said, Brad, you're selling dildos now. And I'm like, <laughs> so I had oh to defriend this person because they're just trying to sell their products. Um, yeah, so that's the uh, 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 Facebook page. Uh, the address, believe it or not, is 666 Dundas Street in London, Ontario. And the phone number is 519-433-1267. Great. Well, uh, thank you for coming on, and we'll we'll talk to you later. Cheers, man. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Brad. If you're looking for more about game store entrepreneurship and the magic community, check out ManiverseSaga.com. Home of the Maniverse podcast, this is where we talk about tips and tactics you can use to grow your local community and your business. From there, you can find out more about Maniverse.com and sign up to get early access as a beta tester. We are currently looking for game store owners and Magic players to help work out the kinks and give us some honest feedback about what we see as the best tool to take Magic into the future. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the Maniverse podcast on iTunes and leave a review. Sharing this episode is also a great way to help the show. Every reviewer will get a shout-out on an upcoming episode. I've been your host, Tom Traplin, and as always, thanks for listening.